Hey guys, welcome to Triple Threat Training, where my goal is to equip the saints, spirit, soul, and body. From spiritual growth to mental health and physical health, my desire is to equip people to stand strong in every area of their lives. Throughout this podcast, I am bringing you trusted voices that have impacted me deeply and helped me grow spiritually, mentally, and physically. The purpose of Triple Threat Training is to address common issues that we experience in life and how we can function properly, spirit, soul, and body, just as God intended. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome to another episode of Triple Threat Training. On today's episode, I have with me Jordan, drumroll, I should have done the drumroll first, drumroll Jordan Anderson. (laughs) Jordan has become such a great friend of mine over the last couple of years. Um, We actually have gone to the same church together same we actually went to the same church because now they are gone from that town anyway whatever they moved on from that town (laughs) i love the way you worded Um, and one thing you guys will learn quickly is that when jordan and i are together i mean we can be serious if we absolutely need to be but under other circumstances when it's just like carefree we are like off the wall i mean it's crazy so Buckle up because you guys are in for a ride. Not only that, but Jordan is just such an incredible um, worship worshiper, worship leader, uh, minister. She loves the Lord. Her and her husband, Aubrey, are doing an incredible work. Um, and I just love watching what God is doing in their lives. And I asked her if she would want to do a podcast episode. And the way that we roll is we're just like, you pray about it and tell me what you want to talk about. And we're just going to talk about it. So here we are with no notes, a topic that Jordan feels like the Lord has laid on her heart. And we are literally, we're calling this a spontaneous interview, even though the Zoom meeting was planned. So Jordan, welcome. Tell everybody a little bit about yourself. Okay. Thank you, Taylor. That was a very, very good introduction. (laughs) Um, Yes. uh, My name is Jordan. I am married to an Aubrey and he is a guy. I know it's, it's surprising because (laughs) Aubrey and Jordan does not sound like a man and a woman unless he was uh, Jordan. But anyways, um, we have a son named Gray and he's the best and he's really funny and I'm not biased at all because I'm his mom. Um, He's just the best. He is. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you've met him, you know. Yeah. He's pretty cool. (laughs) And yes, we moved to Lawton right before Christmas in 2020. The Lord told us spontaneously, (laughs) since we're using that That word word again, um, on May 14th to move to Lawton. And what's crazy is my husband and I were both in the car, but we were both completely quiet and we were listening to the Lord. Um, we didn't plan on that. We were, we just were, I was just talking to him and Aubrey was listening to, I think a podcast and we drove through Lawton and had lunch with some friends and there was just this stirring in my stomach. And I was like, I don't know. What is this? What is what? Why? And so finally I had the guts to ask the Lord, what's up Lord? what's up about Lawton? And he was like, you need to go there. And I was like, um, like go on a what? visit. Okay. 
go to visit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? Okay, Lord, if, if Aubrey heard you, then I will, I will go with it because that seemed very, very clear what I just heard. So I turned to my husband and I was like, Hey, is the Lord talking to you right now? And <laughs> you should have seen the look on his face, Taylor. He was like, why? <laughs> Super on the defense. And I was like, well, I just heard the Lord say something about Lawton to me. Like, is he telling you anything? And Aubrey's like, yes, he told me, he told us we need to go. And I was like, okay, well, here we go. So ever since then, we've just worked towards moving here and following the Lord's lead. And I, you know, what's crazy, Taylor? Like I've seen that in so many people's lives recently. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, like, Lord, really? You want us to do that? Yeah. Okay. It's kind of that reckless abandon kind of yeah. obedience, you know, that's been coming up. Yeah. So, yeah. We moved a lot in. And it's been amazing. But I was telling Taylor earlier, it just still feels like we're in hiding, a season of waiting and coming to that place where you feel okay about it. You feel good, you know, spending that time with the Lord. And those moments are the moments where you grow the most. You can fill up your calendar as much as you want, Mm -hmm. but the importance is that quiet time. It's a secret place, you know, it's, it's that that's so important. So yeah, that's, that's a bit, that's a bit about us. (laughs) I love it. So like two things in thinking about that, you know, um, I was reading about the rich young ruler this morning Mm. and that one always convicts me, you know, because you can see his desire. He wants to follow Jesus. And he's like, you know, what do I have to do to follow you? And, and, you know, and Jesus was like, well, obey the commandments, you know? And so he, and the rich young ruler was ruler was like, well, what are they? even though he knew full well what these commandments were, you know, Mm -hmm. so Jesus laid it out for him and he's like, all these I've done, you know, what am I still lacking? And Jesus was like, sell everything you own and follow me. And he was unwilling to do it because of all the stuff that he had. And he, he wanted that more, you know? And as I think about it, it's just like, how willing am I, which I already know the answer to this because obviously I've less left four different jobs from the time I was 20 until now. Well, I mean, four years ago cause, or three years ago, cause I haven't worked at an office, you know, but yeah, you know, how willing am I, or how willing are we to give up whatever it is we're doing, our career, our home, our, um, expectation of what our dreams and you know, vision looks like for obedience to him, following him, you know, cause I feel like sometimes too, you know, the whole standard answer when, when God calls me is like, do I, I just don't want to go to Africa. And it's like, okay, I'll go but, anywhere, but Africa, God, I, was like, why is that? I don't know why that's a thing, but <laughs> you know, in reality, are we willing to answer the question of, okay, well, maybe if he's not asking me to go to Africa, is he asking me to leave my job? Is he asking me to move across the state? Is he asking me to pick up and, or give something up or do something that's completely opposite than what I had imagined looked like planned on, you know, and it looks so far outside of the realm of normalcy that, I'm willing to do this. Like how much are we willing to commit to him to do that? You know, because the thing is, is, and this was kind of all goes in together, but I was watching some Instagram stories the other day (laughs) and one of my friends was talking about how, you know, she felt like when she was spending time with the Lord, she had the thought like, you know, well, I have all these things that I need to do, you know, house chores, uh, feed the kid, you know, different things like that. Mm -hmm. And she's like, but all of that, if Jesus were to show up or if I were to go to heaven now, 
all of that would pale in comparison. Like it would not matter when I get to heaven, if the laundry was done or not done, what's going to matter is like my spending time with him is going to draw me closer to him so I can worship him greater in heaven. And I know that that's not verbatim what she said, but that was such a huge thing to me of just like, are we really giving him our first, you know, when we have a to-do list and, you know, you feel that prompting, okay, I need, I need to spend time with him. Like, are we listening to that? Are we doing that? You know, because it's exactly like you said, I mean, in the waiting, we grow the most, but I feel like also in those moments of when we're prompted to spend time with him, those are some very crucial times because, and I write about this in my book, but I mean, he knows what's ahead. He knows what's coming and who knows, but that time that he's asking us, like we're prompted in that moment to spend 20, 30 minutes with him, who knows what's coming that he's preparing us for in that moment, you know? That, that makes me think whenever you were talking about all these mundane things we get so caught up in in our day-to-day, uh, what King Solomon wrote in Ecclesiastes. I mean, he wasn't playing. He's like, listen, everything's meaningless. And I was like, oh, wow, this is quite a start. <laughs> when we okay. start reading Ecclesiastes. But this is how you really man. feel. <laughs> like, so everything's meaningless. But like this man lived a whole life yeah. and he also was filled with heavenly wisdom throughout the way you know, his life. And he literally said in Ecclesiastes, I've tried it all. And even listen, I've done this. I've done that. I've done all these things. Yeah. Everything is meaningless. Yeah. Unless, you know, God is there. Like it's meaningless. And, and I, the rich young ruler, that story always breaks my heart because it really makes me think Taylor, like, oh my gosh, I would say a huge majority of the church in mostly America, let's be real. Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> they sure. They are like the rich young ruler because they're they they're doing good. They, you know, I've done this right. I haven't done anything bad. I, do, you know, all these things, right? So yeah, I've done all these things. But when you get to that fork in the road, yeah. is the Lord really my all? Is yeah, the Lord exactly. really everything? Would I give it up for Him? And usually, people opt out of that and move on. Yeah, and they know that's the yeah. thing. They know they won't do it, and it breaks yeah. their heart. But it's like I, they just can't. That's what yeah. the enemy lies to them. I just can't. There's no way. There's too many things I would have to let go of. Well, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, I feel like when we think of the word surrender or, you know, when we think of giving God our all and being like, okay, I'm giving you my life, that suddenly we're going to have to be poor mm-hmm. and decrepit, you know? And to me, being poor in spirit doesn't mean being poor in the natural. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Being poor in spirit. And you guys, you guys went through a whole series on the Beatitudes, you know, and, yeah. and being poor in spirit is just recognizing the need. Like I'm nothing without him. Absolutely nothing. And everything that I do, all that I am, it flows from my time with him. And if my effectiveness of any kind is because I am connected with him, you know, and so Who's to say, who is to say that? Because I've seen this done before and I've read it and I've heard testimonies of this, you know, Mm -hmm. um, who is to say that if the rich young ruler sold everything, who is to say that it wouldn't have been multiplied back to him for choosing Jesus? Who is to say that? You know, and I feel like so often we forget, and that's something that the Lord has really been reminding me lately is he's the God of Israel. He's the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Mm -hmm. And if you go back and you read the, the, the testimony and the story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob and everything in between, I mean, 
they weren't poor by any means, you know, mm-hmm. but they continually chose him. And it was like, because they chose him. And that's not, I'm not trying to say like, oh, choose him and be fully surrendered him, to him and yeah. you're going to be rich. Like, that's not the point of any of this, right. you know, but what I'm saying is when our focus is right, we're going to have the same view that Solomon did. Everything is meaningless unless mm-hmm. I have Christ in me, you know? And it's like, we can have all of those things, but does it own us? And that's something that, you know, my husband and I have just continually challenged ourselves of like, if we have this, are we willing to give it up? If the Lord would be like, Mm -hmm. sell it, get rid of it, do whatever, you know, are we willing to do that? And if we're tied to it and if we have that catch, it's like, we're done. Like, you know, I don't know if that makes any sense, but I mean, like I said, guys, welcome, buckle up because we're having a conversation about (laughs) Let's go. Uh, stuff, you know, and that, yeah, but just rem- remembering that he is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He's the God of Israel. Like he can do so much. And I feel like so often we forget who he is and what he mm-hmm. can do. I mean, he does not change. So the same God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, what he did then he can do now. And if, mm-hmm. what's that song? If he did it back then, he can do it right now. Kind of thing, you know, like it's not, he's not far removed just because it's new Testament, old Testament come, you know, whatever. It's like, he can't, it's not like he's, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, he's not confined to just like 66 books of the Bible. You know what I mean? Of like, Mm -hmm. Oh, he can only operate here. Like, no, he's moving continually in every situation. Mm. And yeah. So how's that for random? That's so good. No, that's the best random I've ever heard. Taylor. I'm so good. Um, (laughs) But something that really hit me too, I was listening to, uh, it is an album. I want to get the name right so that you guys can look it up. It's called Cageless Birds. Have you heard of Cageless Birds? I don't think so. I, <laughs> I have not Um, But my friend sent this to me and it's called Live at Home. That's what the album is called. And I was listening to it and there's this song and she keeps singing, he's calling me back to the garden. And she, and then she was singing like, he's calling, he's calling, he's calling me back to the garden. And I just like, I was writing. Um, and it's, it, those words took me to a whole new place with the Lord because it hit me right? How, okay, Taylor, we're both threes on the Enneagram. Let's be real. And whenever I found out I was a three, I cried about it that weekend. And then I told Taylor that Sunday that she was probably a three too. You, I was mad at you. I was so mad at you. Not really what I was. I was frustrated. I was irritated. Yeah. Irritated is probably the word. And Jordan knew it. Like as she was telling me, her face was like, uh, Taylor, uh I have something to tell you. You're like, did your dog die? No, I'm just kidding. But seriously, I talked like that because I was super. The thing about threes is um, there, there's a deceptive part, but usually we're deceiving ourselves. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's what hit me so hard is that for the longest time in my life, I had this mask on because of what I thought people needed me to be, or even yeah. what people said I was, I was that for them. Yeah. And it was to where I literally lost myself. And I wouldn't fully expose who I was. I felt like I was a deep, dark secret that no one needs to ever know because the real me is just so jacked up, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, that was a lie from the enemy because yeah. then it makes you not want to look inward because it hurts or it's scary or, you know. Um, and the, the enemy always lied to me and said, the more you look inside yourself, the more you're going to hate it. So you better not, you know. Yeah. And whenever I kept hearing that, take me back to the garden, it took me back in Genesis 
whenever Adam and Eve walked with God in the garden. And guess what, people? They was naked. Okay. (laughs) They had no clothes on. There was like the... Yeah, there was no, like, I'm keeping this from you. There was none of that until the fall happened. And then they felt like they had to cover themselves in shame. Mm -hmm. But, but I'm saying he's calling us back to that place where we can fully look upon him and not coward in shame and hide ourselves in Mm -hmm. and be like, Lord, I know I have a problem with this. I know I need to get better at that, but I'm looking at you and I'm focusing on you because of who you are and who I can be transformed by that. Whenever I get into the fork in the road, like we were talking about earlier, I can go the way of following you because I'm not afraid of what people think. I'm not afraid of what I let go of. I'm not afraid because you're, you're more, you're better. I can truly be who I am to you because you created me like this, you know? Yeah. And I think, and this is probably going to like segue into the topic of conversation that you felt like the Lord had laid on your heart, but you know, in, in thinking about the fork in the road or thinking about radical obedience, you know, if you guys are listening and you know, I know every single person listening to this has something that God is asking them to do that either they're like, yep, I'm full blown. I'm doing it. Or you're like, um, I'm not, I'm not sure that I'm hearing from the Lord on this. And deep down, you know that you are. Um, so consider this conviction or, uh, uh, confirmation, one of the two, whichever ones, um, you know, but it is totally okay to be honest with God. Um, because there have been numerous situations and circumstances in my life where he had asked me to step out and do something. And it took me some time to be Mm -hmm. willing to do it. Um, and I was, I was just honest with him of like, listen, I want to be willing to do this. I want to be willing to do this, but right now, these are my concerns. This is what's going on. And I didn't use it as an excuse or as some, you know, an excuse to just be like, okay, well, I'm not ready. So I'm not going to keep working through it. The point of that, the point of being honest to me and for me anyway, is to continually work through that, to continually ask myself to get to that point of being willing, not just be like, oh, I'm not willing to be obedient in this matter. I'm not willing to step out. But like, I want to be willing. I want to be obedient, you know, Mm -hmm. but right now this is where I'm at. And, and just continually by faith and strengthened by the Holy Spirit, continuing to walk toward that willingness so that whenever it's like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go kind of thing, you know? And I feel like that does need to be said, like we have to be honest with God. Yes. Not only that, but we have to be honest with ourselves, but not use it as an excuse to not do anything about it, you know? Uh, Because uh, rebellion, I can't even remember where that's at, but rebellion is as of the sin of witchcraft. Like Mm -hmm. rebellion is not good. I mean, it's disobedience, slight, slight disobedience, slight, whatever, still disobedience. Like it's, it's not like kind of disobedience, a little bit of disobedience. I mean, it's just plain disobedience. But anyway, what I was like thinking of, like in segueing into your topic, you know, is transformation happens. Um, not only when we spend time with him, but Mm -hmm. when we're willing to be naked before him, when we're willing to be, this is what's going on. This is what I'm feeling. Even though he knows all of that, like, I know some of you are thinking, (laughs) excuse me. I know some of you are thinking, oh, well, God already knows that. Like, I don't need to say it. Okay. Yeah. He already knows it, but seriously, you'll benefit from saying it out loud because then you're going to recognize it and start working through it. Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, so talk a little bit about what you feel like the Lord had laid on your heart. Um, I will never forget. I was reading second Corinthians chapter three back in like, um, I'm pretty sure it was 2017 
And I read the scripture that hit me so deep and it's literally, it, it's been my favorite scripture and it, it wrecks me every time I read it. And it's second Corinthians three eighteen, And I want to read it to you guys. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being transformed into his image with ever increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. The most beautiful thing happens whenever you look the God of the universe in the face, which, okay, I want to, I want to knock this in the, in the butt or bud. I don't know this saying either way. I'm going to knock it. Okay. Um, if you look at the face of God, you're going to die. Right. Um, you've heard that, but then you hear that Moses looked him face to face and the glory was on his face. You saw John look at the Lord on his, on his throne and in revelations, you know, you see these different things. And so it talks about whenever you look at God, it's this mirror, right? Because we, we are his children. We are a part of who he, yeah. And he wants that intimacy. Like what we were talking about where we're fully just exposed to our true selves to him, because, you know, it's not necessarily, he knows all about us. Like what you were saying earlier, he already knows, like he knows what you're going to say. He knows what you're thinking, but it's the fact of us trusting him enough to be like, Lord, this is who I am right here. I, you know, I want to be with you. I want to be transformed. That's when it starts. When you look him in the face, like Moses did, um, when it talked about, um, him going up to the mountain and being with the Lord for days in Exodus and he'd come back and his face would be glowing and the people would be like, Oh my gosh, what the heck? But that's literally like what it's talking about here. We can all do that now. We can look, sorry, I got excited, hit my Bible and it made everything shake. Okay. But <clears throat> we can look at God and we can be unafraid and we can just, um, have this awe and have this just encompassing glory and love on us and be willing to open up to that. And that's whenever transformation happens. That's whenever we really, when that fork in the road, when you get to that point, because I think that that's the point where either you decide to fully look on God and him fully look upon you and you move one way or another, or you don't, and you just don't want things to change and you just stay right where you are. And Mm -hmm. This is, this is the point. This is past the point of no return here. It's, it's that I fully given it all. Like, this is me, Lord. Like I, and it just, it wrecks me every single time because the fact that it literally says in one, that it's like a mirror. Um, when, when we contemplate the Lord's glory and see him, it's like a mirror of him upon us. The more time we spend with him, the more we look like him. I'm sorry. Like, you know, I've heard, I look like my dad. I look like my mom. I want to look like my heavenly father. (laughs) I want to look like Jesus, you know, I want to look like him. And, um, this, uh, well, two weekends ago, we, uh, had this retreat with some other couples. We've been doing like a zoom meeting with them on every Tuesday since the beginning of the year. And we actually met everybody in person. And there's this husband um, out of, uh, there's three different couples and there's this one guy. And at first it's really funny because we were laughing about it, but he like looked at everybody so lovingly. I was like, this is weird. I don't know. Like, this guy, I don't know what's going on in his head, you know? And like, we would be talking and I'd look over across the room and he's just like looking lovingly at everybody. Like, and, but something, the Lord showed me, he looks like me. Mm-hmm. the way that he loves people, the way that he, like this guy, you know, if you hear his testimony, he went through the fire, he went mm-hmm. through the fire of transformation. And mm-hmm. I know Taylor, we've talked about the refining fire it, that certain things have got to be burnt off because they're ratchet. Ah, and we can't look like Jesus if we got all this stuff stuck on us, mm-hmm. you know, and whenever we burn all that off and we're truly who we were created to be, we look like Jesus. And that's all I want. It's like, you get to the point where, you know what? I just want Jesus. I'm, 
I'm done fighting for this or caring even about what people think, because as long as me and the Lord, our relationship is right. And like me and Jesus are like this, that that's all I'm looking for now, you know? Yeah. Something that as I'm, you know, reading that scripture and just kind of reading up ahead too of it, you know, in verse 15, it says, but to this day, whenever Moses is read, a veil lies over their heart. But whenever a person turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And then it says, now this Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. And then you go into that verse 18 with mm. unveiled faith. Yes. Like, you know, if you guys remember that story of Moses meeting with God face to face, like the veil was removed and he was literally face to face so much so that when he came out of that tent, his face shone with the glory of God. Mm, and yes. it's like, when we come out of our meeting with God, our, is our face shining? Are we mm -hmm. shining with the glory of Jesus? Or are we just like, okay, that was it. You know, I remember hearing yeah. like numerous times just recently, like, and I say, I guess when I say recently, I'm talking like in the last couple of years, because, um, you know, it had never really been said to me in a way of just like, when you come out of your prayer closet, things should be changed whether that's your attitude or the situation, mm. you know? And so it's like, when you go into your prayer closet with these concerns, with these worries, you know, whatever it is, or to meet with him, to intercede on behalf of somebody, spend time with him, whatever, when you come out, you should be changed. Like, mm. it's kind of like leaving things where they are. Okay. I gave him my concerns. I gave him my worries. I'm not walking out of here still in worry. I'm not walking out of yeah. here in fear. I'm walking out of here knowing that I just met with the, CEO, CFO, creator, owner, you know what I mean? Like the owner yeah. of the world, like I met with God himself and this is what his word says. And this is what my situation is like. Mm -hmm. And it's taken care of. It's done. You know? Yeah. So I thought that that was interesting. I'm just like, whenever somebody comes to the Lord, the veil is removed. And so with the unveiled face, we're meeting with him face to face. And it makes me think of, you know, when Jesus died on the cross, as soon as he took his last breath, the temple veil yes. torn into from top to bottom. And if you guys don't know, um, you'll have to research it, but the way that the, that mm. uh, cloth is tearing it from top to bottom is impossible. You cannot do that by a human strength. And so mm. the fact that that was torn from top to bottom, is just incredible. But I always think about those priests, you know, who weren't supposed to be in the holiest of holies. Like when that happened, what do you think their faces were like? Uh, this is the moment that I die. Like, you know what I mean? Because oh that's gosh. what it was, yeah. you know, but now we have that connection. We have that closeness, that intimacy with him because of what Jesus did on the cross for us. The blood of Jesus makes a way for us to have the unveiled face. Hmm. Oh my goodness. And you get to that point, which I sent to you a few days ago, because this literally like punched me in the face. I heard the Holy Spirit say, there is freedom in who I am and in who you are not. Yeah. There's a certain point that we can't reach. Yeah. And I think there's so many times that we just give into this lie that we have to be perfect. We have to get all these things right. We have to strive for this, make sure we do that, you know, so we're right with the Lord, but the freedom, right? Where the spirit of the Lord is there freedom. There's freedom in who he is and what he can do, like ripping the veil from the top to the bottom and what we can't do. There's no way any human yeah. could do that. Like you just said, but for some reason in our head, we think that we can work towards this certain, um, 
righteousness, right? Yeah. But it's but it's him. It's seeking him. It's looking upon him. It's spending time with him. And then slowly but surely, we are transformed into his very image. And the beauty of it is, you know what he asks from us? He asks for intimacy. He mm-hmm. asks for our time. He asks for us to abide with him. Mm-hmm. He's not asking us, you know, okay, well, if you want to be right with me, here's a list of rules and you do abide by all of them. Because if you don't, then good luck. You know, you're in, you're in big trouble. And, um, I, you know, I was thinking earlier, Taylor, that sometimes when you grow up in the church, you're at a bit of a disadvantage yeah. because you feel like you're handed a list of do's and do nots. And it's really hard to move on from that because once you do spend that time with the Lord and you gaze upon his face, you automatically just do what you should, you know, yeah. and not in any perfection whatsoever because we're only human, but it's just that I have such a relationship with the Lord. Like I, I wouldn't even think about doing that. Yeah. I don't know. I don't have the yearning to do that anymore. Yeah. And it's at that point. It's not like, oh, I'm trying so hard not to do these bad things. Well, yeah. keep trying because it's really not going to work. We do try to do it on our own strength. We've all figured that yeah. out one way or another. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's the, that's part of like the fruit of the spirit. And okay. Yeah. So I know I remember reading something of like, have you noticed that it doesn't say fruits of the spirit It's literally just mm. fruit of the spirit. Mm. And it lists out love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Like, when we spend time with him and when we are filled with the Holy spirit um, and we walk by the spirit and led by the spirit, then that is, that is when we're walking out what God is calling us to walk out, whether love, joy, peace, patience, all of those things. Like we are walking as Jesus walked and we are walking in the image that God Mm. designed for us to walk in. Mm. He's calling us back to the garden. That's just, Well, okay. So thinking about that too, you saying that, you know, of how we always want to like, we have a list of the workspace gospel. Like the Lord has really been uprooting the workspace gospel for me because I used to punish myself when I noticed like, oh, I sinned or maybe I did something that wasn't as awesome. You know, I would punish myself and essentially like ground myself for a certain period of time and be on my best behavior. And you know, I'm like, okay. What a three Taylor. Oh my gosh. I know. (laughs) you know but thinking about it I mean what did Adam and Eve do when they sinned in the garden and they heard God calling them they hid Mm -hmm. but they tried to make a covering for themselves they tried to make themselves Mm -hmm. righteous Mm. wow it's so true that in and of themselves they tried to cover Mm -hmm. cover it up and do this and and yet God still he he didn't look at them and be like okay you guys are a bunch of hooligans and I'm done with you Mm-hmm. because he, I mean, he could have, if he wanted to, he totally could have and just created somebody new. Like, he, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But instead he was like, who told you, who told you that you were naked? Who mm-hmm. lied to you and said this, you know, and then he made a way for them. Like he covered them mm-hmm. with flesh, you know? And so, um, yeah, just thinking about that of being literally how, pretty much every attack from the enemy is the same old, same old. It's all rooted in something from the beginning, like us mm-hmm. trying to make, um, I don't know what the word I want to use is, but, you know, try and cover ourselves for our own yeah. righteousness. Like it all goes back to the garden. Um, looking around and being like, did God really say, you know what I mean? Like just some yeah. of those things is like, there's nothing new. It's exactly like Solomon said, there's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. Including the attacks from the enemy, you know, so. Exactly. 
Exactly. And the, and the beauty of this, this journey that you go on with the Lord, where you're being transformed, right. From, from glory to glory. It's the, one of the most beautiful parts of it, which I think most people don't think is beautiful is that the storms don't stop. The winds, the winds don't stop. <laughs> Taylor's like, what are you talking about? This is not beautiful. Um, but the beauty is <laughs> being able to be okay. And being in that peace, right, that surpasses all understanding because I know who I am in Christ because I spend time with him because, you know, I, I'm being transformed into his image and that's what's happening. Like Jesus, he's got this, the wind and the waves obey him. Who, who is this man that the winds and the waves obey him? Like they said, and it's like, okay, hey, if the wind blows, it blows. If the storm comes in, it, it, it comes in. The, the truth stays the same, that where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I am free from any chains that try to grab hold of me by any circumstances that happen, even any um, what's been really hard for some people is like betrayal maybe from people and it's hard to shake and let go. Well, where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. So get in the word, get in this, get in the spirit, sit in his presence. There's healing, there's restoration in that because you might, um, I just feel this too. You might have a situation where this person that you're waiting to come and apologize to you, they're not going to, I just kind of hear that in the spirit. So we have to decide, you know what? I, I'm not going to be tied down to this. Yeah. I, I'm deciding I'm not going to do that. Even if they never come and apologize or if they act like they don't even know me, if they see me at Walmart, mm-hmm. it it doesn't change the fact that I'm being transformed every single day because of the time I spend with the Lord. And if you're not spending time with the Lord, it's crucial. It's yeah. crucial. And I don't mean put it on your to-do list. I mean, do it. It's, it's, it's non-negotiable. Live. <laughs> it's like, I can't live now without it. Yeah. And so I was going to say like, everything is a choice. Offense is a choice. Unforgiveness yep. is a choice love is a choice. Patience is a choice. Like, you know, we pray for all of these things, but we forget that often we're going to be given plenty of opportunity to choose what we've been praying for. You know what I mean? Like, yes. oh, Lord, give me more patience. And then somebody drives really slow in front of me and, <laughs> or walks really slow in front of me. And I have the choice. Do I just want to barrel over the top of them with my cart in Walmart? Or do I just yeah. want to be like, you know what? This is just a nice day. There's not a lot of people here and I'm just going to take my time, you know, mm. you know, yes. uh, anyway, yes. the other thing that I wanted to say, you know, just about the, the fire and the storms and all of that. Like I think of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, mm. they already made the decision before they were thrown into the fire, like that they were still were not going to bow. And I think a lot of us are also in that situation where no matter what comes, we're not going to bow to whatever it is that the enemy wants us to bow to. And then we're thrown into the fire. And listen, if you guys have never spent time in the fire, which I'm pretty sure you guys have, but if you haven't, let me tell you, okay, it is a very refining and painful process. And I don't say that of like, oh, don't, don't go into it. I say it like, listen, you will come out changed. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, is like, I guarantee you Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego with went in with one level of faith and they came out with an entirely different level of faith because 
of the testimony that was literally walking with them Mm. in the fire, you know? And so when they came out, it was just like even more solidified who God was of like, listen, I'm not bowing, you know, same with Daniel and the lion's den. Like he already knew who God was. He was already choosing him, but I guarantee you, he came out with a greater faith, a greater love, a greater desire to serve God because that he was, you know, God was with him in that moment. And, um, Isaiah talks about that. When you go through the fire, I will be with you. When you Mm. walk through deep waters, I will be with you. Like it doesn't say if it says when, you know, and that's part of the transformation. I feel like from glory to glory is just, we're already in one level of glory, spending time with him. And then after those things happen, we're on another level of glory. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I was, um, Oh man, I lost my train of thought, man. It was good. Okay. Okay. Holy spirit. Maybe that wasn't you. You know how that happens sometimes when you think you have something and you're like, oh, okay, Lord, I guess that wasn't it. But the, the, exactly what you were talking about, right? You can call it the fire. You can call it the wilderness. You can call it all these different things, a season of barren, whatever. You really see God for who he is. Because when you get down to the bare minimum where you're like, wow, literally everything's the worst. And then you look at God, you're like, I need you to live. <laughs> I need you to be able to breathe today. Like, mm-hmm. and you get to this connection with him to where you cannot be without him. There were times Taylor, when I was like in high school and I would get so convicted at the end of the day. Cause I didn't think about God once. Mm-hmm. Whenever your day is going good, everything's fine. You don't have a test, you know, what, whatever it is that happens in that day. It's, you think that you're good without God. And it's this kind of thing. But then you realize when you really go in the, through the fire with him and you, this relationship forms and you're like, wow, even if I have the best day in the world, I need you still 100% all the time in every single way, shape or form. And John 15, I love so much because, you know, you were talking about the, the fruit and it talks about abiding, mm-hmm. abiding with God, abiding with the Lord and sitting with him and being with him. And it's the most beautiful thing. And one of the main things I think the enemy tries to do is distract us, right? Mm-hmm. So we make a choice to spend this time with the Lord and then our phone keeps going off or, you know, mm-hmm. our kid starts yelling or something comes up in our head about work that we need to get done right now for some reason. And all these things happen and just realize what they are so that you mm-hmm. can spend that time with the Lord and be transformed from glory to glory. Like, like we've been saying, and it's like, if you don't live like the Lord's first in your life, then you won't live the life you're called to live. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, and I mean, we won't live <clears throat> powerful lives, yeah. you know, because we can say we're Christians. We can say we believe in God, but I believe that there are people who are just barely walking by under the name Christian. You know what I mean? That they're not living in the fullness of what he's called us to do. They're not disciples. They're just Mm -hmm. followers. You know, like, Mm -hmm. because to me, there was a difference between the followers of Jesus and the disciples. You know, the disciples, they spent time with him. They were they were continually around him and he was, you know, speaking to them, unraveling things, revealing things, performing miracles, you know, whatever. And then the followers were just there. Like they heard his teaching, but what did they do after they left? You know what I mean? Um, and that, that's something that actually just kind of came up of like, Oh, I didn't realize that I had that thought, but you know, and it is so true. And, and I mean, it's no secret. I've shared a little bit on a few podcasts, but recently there was a time where I literally was in the fire. Like, exactly like you were saying Jordan Lord I need you to breathe because today I don't want to you know I mean it was it was low um and I remember 
after like the final moment where I was like, I'm done with this. Like, you know, cause there are times where you're kind of just going through the fire and you're like, Oh, this is so hard. And you just don't have the strength to continue on it. And you just quit fighting. You don't, you just yeah. quit fighting back spiritually um, because it's just easier to uh, keep your strength, you know, by not yep. exerting it anyway. Um, it's kind of a moment where I was sitting there and I had a thought and I'm like, no, I'm done. I am so done with this. I call down a fresh fire from heaven. Like I mm-hmm. need a fresh fire. And I remember that that a few minutes later, I had the thought, remember, remember when I was asking you to spend all of that time with me? Remember when I was saying, I need you to meet with me for two hours out of the day, just me and you remember mm-hmm. when you were in the word continually. And I was like, yeah. And I, and I thought you were strength. Well, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I say, I thought, but I'm, I'm sure it was the Holy spirit. Um, yeah. the Holy spirit was like your spirit man was being strengthened to stand in that moment that you just stood. Mm. And that's the thing is like, um, we, like I said before, we don't know what we're going through. I mean, there are always going to be attacks from the enemy, uh, that we're always going to face situations and circumstances. Um, And we have to spend time with him. We have to get to know God and really, really connect with him, spend time with him, be intimate with him so that when we are going through those moments of fire, we know, I know who you are. I know who you are and I know you're moving on my behalf, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yes, I think so much of the time, Taylor, like we, we think that we have to be a certain thing. We get so like self-focused where, Oh, I'm not strong enough to do this. Great. Because like Paul said, my weakness, he's strong. It's, it's like, if we set our eyes upon Jesus, if we look to God and not ourselves, not our situation that we look at him and him alone, he's done it all. He's created everything. What like it's, Man, it, it just like really hits you because fear of man is something that I really have to purposefully battle almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And but then it makes me think of that scripture. What can man do to me? Mm-hmm. When the God of the universe, he says, I'll fight your battles for you. And Joshua, he, he is a God that is more than enough. He is a, if, if the Lord and I are good. And if I'm spending time with him, I, I know, like I've realized that the fear of man, it's like nothing. Mm-hmm. it's something mm-hmm. that I can be like, Hey Lord, I know they're upset. There's nothing I could have done about that. And it's not going to take away my peace for today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, well, I mean, so I think of that scripture in, uh, first John, I think where perfect love casts out fear, mm-hmm. you know, yes. we look for love everywhere, self love, uh, yes. self love family, you know, all of those things. And we think certain things are going to get rid of things, you know, but only when we're in his presence and wrapped in his perfect love are all of those things going to go away. Like bring them with you. That is something that I had to get over. Like bring those fears and doubts with you, bring them. It's, yeah. it's not like he can't handle it, you know, but they're not going to stay cause they're going to get in his presence and they're going to scream and you're still going to be there at his feet, you know? Wow. And so yeah. just perfect love casts out fear. Just, yeah. Which it comes with it like a perfect full circle to where it's, we fully come to him with every burden Mm -hmm. that we have. A lot of the times we hide those burdens in a closet and be like, Lord, don't go in there. That's my issues. I don't want you to see that. I'm on my best behavior to spend time with you this morning. And it's like, nah, think like what you just said. Uh, No, I'm lugging all these issues up in the presence of God so they can scurry away like cockroaches when the light turns on. Like, I, you know, I'm not going to hold on to this anymore. Like, oh, yeah. That was so good. Yeah, that's good. That's good. 
Well, um, I didn't know if you had anything else that you wanted to um, mention because, I mean, we can we can keep going. Like, I'm totally I'm totally fine with whatever. But I also know that we probably can't have like a three hour podcast, or can we? It's my podcast, right? No, no. I mean, you can always pause and come back, people. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. No, but. I didn't know if there was something else, so, you know, even as, as we've been talking, just something that the Lord has really placed on your heart to share, say, um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just really hear how important it is even right now, more than ever to spend time in the presence of God. I, I can't stop hearing that enough in my head. The, the preciousness of the presence is so important in your life. Like it doesn't matter if everything's going wrong. It doesn't matter if everything's going right. You, that the presence is what we are after who God is not what God can do for us, but we're looking at the face of God, not the hand of God, not what he can. I'm going to spend time with God because I really need a miracle. No, it's like looking at God because wow, Lord, you blow me away. You're so amazing. Your love is so encompassing. You're so faithful. You're so graceful. You, you, I want to be more like you. I want to spend time with you and, and just have that yearning for him. And I just think in this time, like you talked about that spirit man being strengthened, we need that now more than ever because yeah. the Lord is calling a lot of people out of their comfort zones. I, I'm, I'm serious. I think every single Christ follower is at a fork in the road. And unless you spend time in the presence of God, you're going to stay right there planted in fear, not wanting to go down the way the Lord's called you to go. Yeah, exactly. Well, and not to mention, I mean, things happening in the natural we are in a warfare time and we see that playing out in the natural and we see what the media has done. And we see, you know, I, I believe that we're seeing the hand of the enemy um, Mm -hmm. and what his cards are and you know, what the plans are of, of that, you know? And so, I mean, spending time in his presence, like, yeah, it's strengthening us, but also God is going to give us insight how to pray his heart and what his will is. And not only that, when we spend time with truth himself, we're going to recognize the lies that are being spoken. And it is yes. time, you guys. It is so stinking time. Turn off the news, please. Oh, yes. love. Turn off mm-hmm. the news. If that means yeah. you have to get off Facebook, if that means you have to, I don't care. Get off the news because um, they're dumb. That's all I'm going <laughs> to say. They're so dumb. <laughs> yeah. Like they are spewing a narrative that is not it's all lies. true. Yeah. It is 100% lies. It is a fear mongering, fear based. Yeah. Anyway, but when we spend time with truth himself and that's what Jesus says, like the spirit the Holy spirit will come and you know, he will guide you into all truth. Like you're yeah. going to know truth because you know, yes. truth himself. and that's the thing is if we want to know what the truth is in any situation from the world we're in today to what God has called us to do, mm. to our jobs, to our children, to our husband, to our marriage, to our wife, to the church, to whatever, if we want to know what to do, we got to meet with truth himself. Yes. Yes. And then we yeah. got to walk it out. Amen. 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 Well, okay. <sighs> we're going to have to do another one sometime. Okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I'm in. Anyway, so Jordan, how can people connect with you? Okay, um, you can connect with me on Instagram. Um, it's Jordan Ashley Anderson on there. And um, also on Facebook, it's just Jordan Anderson. 
Um, my husband and I, our podcast is called Peace of Authenticity, and you can just find that on Facebook or Instagram. There's not any other Peace of Authenticity. And yeah, so that's... Um, also, I believe you have a song recorded. Oh, and it does go with what we talked about today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, you guys... Oh man, Jordan's song wrecks me in like the best way possible. And after she had demoed it, uh, she sent it to me and another person and my husband and I were listening to it in the car. And like, I thought he was going to wreck because he was just like, what is going on? Like, it was just so passionate. So, I mean, guys, seriously, it is called The Veil. I will include um, it in uh, the show notes as well. And you guys can buy it on Apple. Um, it's also on YouTube, the videos, seriously go buy the song so that you can just play it over and 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 over again. I'm not kidding. It's so incredible. So, so, so incredible. Um, yeah, it's so good. So Jordan, thank you so much again for joining me. I, was encouraged by this conversation as I always am talking to you. I feel like we can just, we should write a book together anyway. <laughs> okay, fine. I just agree with anything you say. Cause we're just, yeah. We're, She's we're my yes man. I'm just kidding. She's not my <laughs> yes man. She is literally like, listen, what is the Lord calling you to do? This is no, no, you know, Jordan is not my yes man. She's my <laughs> yes man whenever, you know, it's truly yes. But whenever I need to hear no, she's also that too. Um, anyway, but thank you guys so much for joining me. Um, again, share it with your friends, leave a review, let people know, listen, and I'll include all of Jordan's information in the show notes.